0: Hello and welcome to Geek Between the Lines, the podcast that explores compelling themes in some of our favorite geeky properties. I'm Brittany. I'm Chris. And this week we are looking at courage in The Lord of the Rings.
1: To get started, when was a time when you felt courageous?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a difficult one for me because I don't really think of myself as a very courageous person and I think through most of my life I have not been a very courageous person Mm. because I was like scared of so much when I was a kid and what do you mean I was just I was super shy and uh as we talked about in our shame and Harry Potter episode like I had like a lot of shame when I was a kid Mm. and those aren't things that usually make you ready to be courageous (laughs) so I think because of my insecurities yeah definitely never really felt very courageous but I guess I kind of am I guess there have been a lot of times where a lot of people don't necessarily want to do something or don't want to say something Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: so then I'll step up and do it so I guess that could be considered courageous and totally Yeah. And I think the older I've gotten, yeah, even if it's going to make things uncomfortable, even if people aren't really going to like me saying something, if it's something that I believe is important and it's something that I do want to call out, then I'll do it. Even if I know that people might dislike me because of that or not be happy with me or something like that. What about you?
1: Yeah. I don't think I'm a very courageous person. I I (laughs) definitely avoid conflict as much as I possibly can in life. <laughs> um, and the few times where I think I have done something that has just really scared or terrified me, I think I've done it because, like, like I haven't let myself build it up to a place. So I'll just, like, make a flash decision and follow through that way. Mm. Um, and that comes from big things like leaving the country to a co- to live in a place where I don't speak the language, like when I went to Japan, or small things of, like, you know, jumping off of big rocks into water, <laughs> um, one that I've done on, on vacation where it's like standing up there looking over the edge. I'm like, this is too high. So I just get up there and then just run and jump and do it without having to spend that time. And so I kind of go around my lack of courage in order to do things that scare me, I guess.
0: Mm. Yeah. Maybe that's part of it too. I'm not a big risk taker. Maybe I associate those things. Mm. In terms of like, well, I don't like taking risks and in general, I'm pretty like pragmatic and those things don't always lend themselves well to courage.
1: Yeah, I get that. Whereas, yeah, for me, I, when I start thinking about risks involved and I start thinking about what might go wrong, that's when I start getting paralyzed
0: Mm. by that
1: fear. So, yeah.
0: Got it. Yeah. So before we go into our episode, we want to send a shout out to one of our new patrons. Mm His name is Jason, and we have a geeky fact to share about him. His geeky fact is that he's read well over 50 Star Wars books since high school. Wow. And in the end of high school and the beginning of college, his best friend and his best friend's sister and him all wrote letters to one another using Tengwar, which is the phonetic written alphabet for Lord of the Rings elves.
1: <laughs> <laughs> So, Props to you, Jason. Yes. Well done.
0: Some of the geekiest of facts, and that's great. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I have not read that much Star Wars, but I have read a, a good amount, but I have no, no concept of language, of any other language outside of
0: Well, language. it is so ridiculously cool and pretty, I so. Mean, yeah, no, yeah. I,
1: I respect it. I also probably couldn't write it. Well, because you
0: can't write our alphabet well. Exactly. <laughs>
1: so uh, uh intense props to to Jason for that. That's really really cool. Thank you cool. so much, Jason, for for being a patron for us. It really means a lot.
0: Absolutely! Yay! Yeah.
1: If you want to join Jason as a patron, you can find some more information about that at the end of the episode, or just go to patreoncom slash pod
0: And don't worry, your fact doesn't have to be quite as geeky as that.
1: Or you feel challenged. <laughs> you have to be a patron for us so that you can rise to the occasion
0: and true. put
1: Jason in his place, which is still a great place. <laughs> but indeed maybe less geeky than your place.
0: <laughs> Definitely less geeky than my place. <laughs> Although I guess I do host this
1: You host a podcast, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose we should move on and why don't we go into our quotes. So this quote, we're going to use the movie version of the quote, and it comes at the end of Return of the King when the, the remaining people have gone to the Black Gate of Mordor. And this is Aragorn speaking.
1: A day may come when the courage of men fails, when we forsake our friends and break all bonds of fellowship, but it is not this day. An hour of wolves and shattered shields, when the age of men comes crashing down. But it is not this day. This day we fight. By all that you hold dear on this good earth, I bid you stand, men of the West.
0: (laughs) Yes. I'm surprised they didn't cast you as Eric Horn. I know,
1: right? <laughs> With the mic here, I had to stop myself from, like, raising my voice and yelling. It's like, uh-huh. no, this is why we have microphones. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. You don't need to broadcast your voice to all the people listening exactly. to this.
1: I'm used to acting, right? We have to project.
0: <laughs> well, thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> so first thing that needs to be noted, very gendered language is being used
1: yeah uh i mean hashtag lord of the rings uh, you <laughs> yes. can go back and listen to our episode on gender in lord of the rings and and here's some more critique of uh <laughs> of representation in in that sense and certainly aragorn as the king of the the people of the west leans into that in his his call to the men of gondor and the men of rohan yeah. it is uh, also
0: some of them were hobbits it's true and there was a wizard there
1: was a wizard and a and dwarf an elf and a dwarf
0: yeah come on aragorn rude now he already knew that they had courage. He was just talking to <laughs> everyone else. Yeah, and he
1: did a good job keeping keeping them motivated.
0: To do an impossible attack. I Basically mean, really, all run to their deaths. It
1: is. is so amazing seeing how small his band is and how they get completely surrounded Yeah, in, in but the But when they even
0: start fighting. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's great. Yeah, see, that's the thing where it's like, If they're if they're calling for volunteers for that mission, I'd just be like, I think I'm gonna stay here.
1: Well but that's the other thing is that (laughs) I mean
0: maybe I wouldn't but I don't know.
1: (laughs) If I was Gimli or Legolas or prince imrahil in the books or or whoever someone who was in the council and knew why they were doing this right Mm -hmm. why they were having this the diversion as Legolas says (laughs) Uh, (laughs)
0: astutely
1: (laughs) (laughs) then i'd be like yeah okay this needs to be done i'm happy to be here but if i was just a soldier (laughs) who had no idea why we were doing this thought we were just like leading ourselves into death i would for sure be like yo aragorn I didn't vote for you because obviously this isn't a democracy, but like (laughs) as your first rule as king, not a great one. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And me sitting back is like a slitherclaw. I'd just be like, why didn't we keep that undead army?
1: Right. The Gimli in you. Yeah. (laughs) It's like,
0: "Hmm, there should be another way.
1: (laughs) But we should probably move on to our analysis of courage in the, the books and possibly movies of Lord of the Rings. Did you bring a character for us?
0: I did. So I know I've talked about Frodo a lot, but too bad you have to hear more about Frodo <laughs> because Frodo's awesome and I love Frodo. And I think he has so much courage. And when you think about Lord of the Rings, I think it's very easy to think about any of the big fighters as people who have a lot of courage because obviously they do but I think Frodo as this little hobbit and this little hobbit who so much of the time is under so much duress you don't think about him having courage as much so for me obviously he, he just shows it throughout the entire series so accepting the quest to begin with. Because he doesn't know where he's going. Boromir has just depressed the whole council by saying one does not simply walk into Mordor. (laughs) And so he just says that he'll do it anyway, even though he doesn't know where he's going. He's never been out of Hobbiton, right? So yeah, great, big, courageous step at the beginning. Mm. And then also when he decides to leave the Fellowship, Mm -hmm. and go on alone like i can't imagine that i'd be like okay gandalf can you come with me Mm -hmm. (laughs) like but it wasn't only for his own safety but it was also for for them for the people in the fellowship Mm -hmm. that one by one they would have turned and so to just decide to go on alone i can't even imagine even being able to sleep When I was out and being hunted by things, let alone if you're on your own completely and you're not 100% sure where you're going and you have to find food and like all of these things, the amount of courage that takes is just astounding to me. Yeah. And then also a part that I really love that I haven't really heard talked about a lot is... At the end of the movie, and I can't, uh, I probably should have looked it up, but I can't remember 100% if it was in the book or not, but at least at the end of the movie, when they're in Mount Doom and he falls off the edge with Gollum, the ring is destroyed. And he's just holding on to Sam's arm. Mm. And Sam is saying, like, don't let go. Don't you let go. And you can see on his face he's thinking about it. Because he has been through so much. And he's dealt with so much. And he's kind of been corrupted by this ring. And been so absolutely dependent on it in some ways. And then it was just destroyed. Mm. And he's just kind of left in ruins. But I love that he does hold on and he does fight to continue to live. Even though you can tell in that scene, he doesn't want to, but he fought for it anyways. And I think there's so much courage there that a lot of people just in daily life have to face, right? With depression Mm -hmm. or different things that are just... Just so hard to deal with day and, day and day and day and day again, you know, and and to continue to fight even despite that, even when you don't want to, I think takes an incredible amount of courage. And I just really super admire him.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that you can see that as well in contrast to Sam. Not to say that Sam isn't courageous, but Sam is always planning on the journey home. Sam yeah. always has that naive optimism that they're going to be all right. And Frodo, much, much earlier, accepts that this is a one-way journey for him, and he continues on regardless. Mm-hmm. And imagine how also that affects his temptation with the ring, right? Yeah. If the ring is already whispering in his ear and trying to corrupt him, him having accepted his own death, and the ring being unable to dissuade him from that task until the very end, it is just so, I think, yeah, it shows the, the amount of courage and strength that he has.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, and the courage to keep going after he knows that he failed.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I assumed that was who you were going to (laughs) pick.
0: Oh, shush. (laughs) Well, it was hard because Lord of the Rings has so many characters. You could basically pick any character. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it it was hard to choose. But I also, I really liked it too, which is only in the books with the scouring of the Shire, Mm. right? And in that, Frodo continues to show courage because I think it takes so much courage to let Saruman go. Mm -hmm. He lets him go, even though he knows that he could come back and, you know, try to take over, kill him, do any of these things. I mean, and ultimately he does try, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. But he has the courage to let him go anyway and not be fearing for his own life, but doing what's right. Yeah. Which I think is kind of the crux of courage, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. So what about you? What's your plot?
1: My plot also has to do with hobbits. Oh, yay. I wanted to talk about how Merry and Pippin join the ranks of Rohan and Gondor's armies. Mm. How they both pledge themselves to Theoden and Denethor, respectively. I think that that's a really interesting sense of courage because, as you mentioned, So many of these characters can be courageous. But with characters like Boromir and Aragorn and and all these others, you know, they they have been on the battlefield so much that they don't have that same kind of fear that they have to get over. Mm -hmm. And Pippin and Merry both have that. Not only because they haven't trained, but because they physically are of smaller stature. They have Mm -hmm. less strength. And so I think that it is an act of courage to... Pledge themselves to these these great men, and particularly not knowing how they will be utilized, right? And we can see that especially in Pippin's story. He is. I love how
0: you just said great men, even though they're not really that great.
1: Great, great in in the Tolkien-esque model of <laughs> I like know. these are the characters who make decisions, right? Um, <laughs>
0: just clarifying. The difference
1: between great and good, you know, where Aragorn's a great man and Sam is a good man, you know, or Why a good Why is
0: Aragorn Hobbit. a good man? I
1: think Aragorn's probably both, but I think that Aragorn is defined by his greatness, or Sam is defined by his goodness in, in the way that Tolkien presents the narrative. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, so so I think that it just takes a lot of courage for them to to agree to do this, not knowing where where that will take them. And then they also show courage in the ways that they themselves later disregard the orders of those they've sworn allegiance to. Mm-hmm. Mary goes to war regardless of the fact that he's told not to. And Pippin gets Gandalf and Baragon in the books to stop Denethor from, from killing Faramir. Both of them stand up for something that they believe in that is itself frightening. They are not doing this for their own sake. They're not doing this in ways that are going to keep them from harm, but lead them to harm. And I just think that that shows so much courage for those characters who who are introduced, especially in the movies, as just kind of bumbling friends. And mm-hmm. their loyalty is what defines them. But I think that they also have such a great deal of courage in in how they, they interact, particularly at the end of the books. and And, and the sacrifices they're willing to make and the ways that they're willing to act in this war. Mary's speech or or Mary's uh, quote about how all of his friends are going to war, you know, are going to be in songs and things and he's not going to be Mm -hmm. is an interesting part of that too because he, he, he recognizes the courage of those around him and the great deeds of those around him and he feels compelled and inspired to be among them.
0: Yeah, and that's actually pretty interesting because it seems like different characters are motivated by different things. Like their courage comes from different motivation. Mm-hmm. So before the Battle of Minas Tirith, Mary is is on a horse with Owen and she says, courage for our friends. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a very good line for him specifically mm-hmm. because I think Mary and Pippin, their courage really does come out of loyalty. Whereas others, it comes out of strategy. It comes out of practicality. It comes out of doing what's right. But for them, it does seem so much tied up with the people. That's why they're putting their lives on the line. That's why they're fighting. Even from in the books from the beginning, Merry and Pippin go along with Sam and Frodo mm-hmm. from Hobbiton and their other cousin doesn't. Fatty Bulger? <laughs> yes, I know it was something that was not a great name. I
1: mean, I, or I, the best name.
0: <laughs> I knew it was Fatty, but I didn't remember the Bulger Fatty part.
1: Bulger. Yeah. Yes. It's an amazing name.
0: <laughs> it's a name. Anyways, <laughs> and so he doesn't go, right? right? He didn't have the same courage that Miriam Pippin did. He he still agreed to do something, (laughs) but... Right,
1: it's a decoy, essentially.
0: Yeah, but they went along because of Frodo.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, we should probably go on to our questions.
0: Yes. So, before I go into my question, a lot of the courage that we see in Lord of the Rings is tied to... The battlefield mm-hmm. right and you know is a certain type of bravery is called for but also it's a bravery that I think in a lot of ways comes from othering or villainizing or dehumanizing mm-hmm. whoever it is that you're fighting against that being acknowledged I'm wondering where you see other types of courage that are more maybe mundane or more commonplace that we have in our lives, but where do you see that in Lord of the Rings?
1: Interesting. Well, the first thing that comes to mind is Eowyn's courage in basically confessing her love for Aragorn. Mm, which takes, you
0: think of because of how you confess your love to a lot of people in your life
1: basically yeah. <laughs> i was thinking like what am i scared of oh interpersonal relationships where do we see that oh a o n and aragorn <laughs> but yeah no i i think that that brings a lot of vulnerability particularly saying that you you have feelings for someone but in in any case opening yourself up to someone in that way is a very vulnerable place to be and and, and frankly as a equivalent of a princess she probably has not had to do that much in her life. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has been in a position of power in most of her social relationships. And so for her to show that vulnerability, I think is is a courageous act, in particular because he didn't show any, like he was kind, but he was not showing interest in her in return. And he wasn't. He mentions in the book, like, that he would be lucky to have her and, and that i think he even says that he like loves her but not in that way mm. because she's just such an amazing woman but he does not return her feelings yeah so I, i'd say that's that's a really interesting element of courage that that we see uh that doesn't get remarked upon in the same way mm. especially yeah. in like these kind of as you mentioned like violent epics that that lord of the rings certainly in the movies in particular is
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: did you see anything any uh, anywhere else?
0: Yeah, so I was kind of thinking about a couple things. So one would just be with hobbits in general, not really doing much out of the ordinary. And then kind of that great quote at the beginning where when you step out your door, there's no telling where you might be swept off to. And that that is the thing that or part of the thing that hobbits fear so much mm. and why they don't travel or go and explore and have any adventures. And so I was kind of thinking about in terms of trying new things in starting something that you just don't really know at all how it's going to end mm. up and embarking upon it anyway, I think does take a lot of courage and, and be really difficult and that's why a lot of people don't start anything to begin with right Mm. like they'd rather not try and fail so that was one and then the other was in the two towers when faramir decides to sit down and listen to frodo and sam and find out about them and decides to do what his father has forbidden Mm. you know to let them go and I was thinking about just in everyday life that, yeah, oftentimes you do have to stand up to an authority figure. You do have to stand up to even your parents as you're growing up. And that that can take a lot of courage and you can know that there will be consequences for it. But for him, he believed that this was the right thing to do. So he did it anyway. Fermer's the best. <laughs> I do enjoy fairmere
1: Well, my question has to do with Golem. And so after the ring is stolen from Gollum, essentially, Mm -hmm. by Bilbo, he ventures out from the Misty Mountains for the first time in centuries. And I was wondering whether you see him leaving the comfort of where he was living as a kind of courage, or is that courage negated, or is it not there to begin with because he's doing it out of addiction or necessity?
0: You know, I think, I think that there's a little bit of both. I would definitely lean towards that it isn't courage because he's so fixated on this thing and he he has such an addiction to it and he doesn't ever want to let that go. Mm -hmm. And it's out of that that he leaves. And he doesn't want to sit with his life and what he's done and facing those things. And he... He needs to have the possession of this ring. Or else, you know, who even is he without that? That's been part of his sole identity for the past several centuries. And so I think that it would have been more courageous to try to rebuild his life without it.
1: Hmm.
0: Like that would have been the courageous thing to do and the incredibly hard thing to do and maybe try to go back to his people group and apologize for what he'd done and try to make amends that would have been the courageous thing to do I think the only part that is courageous though is that he knows that he's scorned and hated and that he has no one and he knows that by going out he's probably going to be treated that way anyway but he does go out and so I think that he does have some courage in that regard it's not necessarily courage for a healthy thing but it does still give him courage to yeah travel across everywhere and face untold terrors which he really does Mm -hmm. um yeah
1: i definitely saw it as he i think is shown in a light of he's drawn out because of his incessant search for the ring and clearly that is true right Mm -hmm. he is That is his one goal, but I think that, I guess, I started thinking about what that would mean for him and how frightening it would be for him to go out into a world so different from what he's experienced for so long. He retreated from the world for a very specific reason, right? And he hadn't had any contact with any living beings other than fish and orcs that he ate sometimes, you know, and then Bilbo and then as you mentioned yeah he has all these horrors right he is jailed he is jailed again and tortured he is clearly is spending enough time in mortar to know shelob <laughs> so he's really not living a great life and he's doing that despite whatever fears or trepidations that, that might come with and and yeah agreed he's driven ultimately for things that are not healthy and are selfish but I think that that is still a courage that I think is is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what about what's your what's your missed opportunity?
0: So my missed opportunity is the scouring of the Shire. Mm. N- not only because of what I mentioned before with Frodo, but because it really was not an opportunity for the hobbits to actually show courage and have courage in some of them to fight back mm-hmm. you know and so it is my missed opportunity that that wasn't in the films at all i i would have liked it to be or i would have loved them to do a little 30 minute or something extended edition <laughs> thing <laughs> extended
1: that, even further edition.
0: exactly that that covered it
1: the extendedest edition <laughs> yes
0: exactly because i just think it was such an important part of the Mm -hmm. books that that wasn't there but even within the books i think it's also a missed opportunity that there, there wasn't really a lot of acknowledgement that hobbits having the courage to be uncomfortable and take action earlier Instead of just operating in kind of their like insular everyday lives, mm. that that was important and that maybe they could have helped prevent some of these problems if they had been courageous. Or why don't you care about the people who are ha- having their homes taken away or are living under oppression just because they themselves weren't experiencing that at the moment, but they only really got the courage to do something when it directly affected their lives and so I think it's a missed opportunity that you know having courage and standing up for others when it's not that you're gonna benefit from it is so important
1: Mm. yeah I, I do really appreciate that and honestly because it's not in the movies it's also something that I I don't remember as well from the books Mm-hmm. exactly what, what specifically happens. I, I remember kind of the broad strokes, mm-hmm, but um, mm-hmm. it's always something that I really enjoy going back to reading because of that, because it, it's very, very, yeah, just a, a really interesting way of seeing these characters in a way that is different from what we've seen them, because we've mostly seen them in comparison with characters who are capital H heroic. And mm-hmm. here we see them in a, in a, in that kind of light, and it's it's definitely very fascinating.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, what about you? What's your missed opportunity?
1: My missed opportunity is actually for those those heroic characters. I think that it would have been great to see for Aragorn and Gimli and Legolas in particular what they feared, and more than just in the movie, Gimli's afraid of stuff because it's funny, you know, <laughs> like oh he doesn't like ghosts and oh he doesn't want to be tossed, you know, whatever, but. I think that really seeing, yeah, what they were afraid of, and how for them fighting was a way of confronting those fears, would have been really interesting. And, and I think they could—they have plenty to explore there. You know, they could have been that for Gimli, he didn't want to ever see something like what happened in Moria again. You know, like that—that that, mm-hmm. that was affecting for him, and that for Legolas. It was something maybe tied to his Elven lineage or, or, or something, you know, whatever or else. Or that he been.
0: was actually afraid of dying. Yeah, exactly. Like he did. He went and fought despite his fear of dying because he's an elf. He doesn't have to die, you know. Yeah,
1: exactly. But, and mm-hmm. and so I think that if they had really moved into that more, it would have been really, really powerful mm. um i think that that's one of the things that they do so well with boromir is that yeah he does have that fear he has the fear for gondor that it's going to be destroyed and that's why he's susceptible to the ring you know and, mm-hmm. and i think that that also that shows not only his courage in that he confronts that and that he he